Do you know how many draft picks and, and players I can get for Zion and Anthony Davis? A ton. You could set yourself up for 10 years. Zion is not signing a second deal there. You saw the reaction on Zion Williamson's face. Mm. He doesn't want to be in New Orleans either. Mm. Skip, look, it's a foregone conclusion. AD will be dealt. What if he walks back in our building and he says, hmm, interesting. I can now play with the, the newest, greatest sensation to hit this league since Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. I said to open my show, John Elway said, I'm not going to your organization. Eric Lindros, a hockey guy, said, I'm not playing for your organization. Eli Manning said, I'm not playing for your organization. But Zion Williamson, the best basketball prospect in 10 years, has to go to an organization that can't get its act together. I, I got to tell you, I feel bad for players, and it's nothing against New Orleans. If the Saints got a number one pick, they've shown the ability to, to build a, a super team. What do you make of Zion going to New Orleans? I just don't think it'll happen. You know, I think the, today's day, the time, more, a lot of players are using social media to let out their frustrations and, and say where they want to be and who they want to play with and stuff like that. Um, if you look at Terry Rozier, use social media or an interview saying that if Boston Celtics team comes back to the same, I want to leave. So players can speak up, and, and but I don't think it's a great place for him. Uh, me personally, I love New Orleans. I'm, I'm My hometown is five hours from New Orleans. I, I love the city, but... As far as basketball-wise, if you know anything about sports, it's a football town. They love the Saints. And LSU. They love LSU as well. Uh, Shout-out to my cousin Marcus Spears who played there. But um, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's the place for him. And I think some type of way either he don't have representation now, but I think either he or his representation will come out and say that that won't be the place for him and he won't be happy there. Uh, by the way, um, sometimes in life, short-term loss, long-term gain. New Orleans hears that and is just outraged, right? Mm -hmm. But I could get a haul for Zion, the pick. I could get a haul for Anthony Davis. You could have eight draft picks and four players in two hours of trade deals mm -hmm. that would set you up better than Zion, who you know will never last to a third contract and may say no after a second contract because he's going to make so much money with shoes, he's not going to need to make his big money in the NBA. He'll make double the shoe money than he will NBA money. My takeaway is he's going to be there three or four years. He's going to say, I'm not resigning. So do you want that or four draft picks and two players? Yeah, the, the bad the bad part of it, you can you can definitely make a lot of moves and get a lot for AD. That's without saying. But do do you want it's, – it's, it's a bad look to have AD want to leave and having a number one pick. That's, that, that's clear as day. But hopefully he might switch it up and have an attitude like Damon Lillard. I want to build right here. I don't mind being on, the, on in a small market. I'm gonna make it happen right here. I love guys who have that attitude. That's the tough nosed guys. That be that, that that that's the guys that are, are the steals in the draft. By the way, though, he went to Weber State, didn't right. he? He was right. not a marketing right. icon. Exactly. This, this guy is. This kid is Elvis. Right. Already. I mean, he's Michael Jackson. He's right. Elvis. Right. And I'm with you on this. New Orleans will be offended by this, but if you take your emotion out of it. Mm -hmm. What do you want to be if you're the Pelicans? You want to be viable for the next 20 years. 
What guarantees that? A good GM, you got it. A you bunch of draft picks. Great GM. So great GM, a bunch of draft picks. Do you know how many draft picks and, and players I can get for Zion and Anthony Davis? A ton. You could set yourself up for 10 years. Zion is not signing a second deal there. No, nah, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so either. But one thing about it, I have confidence in David and in, in the GM now that they have. Yeah. That he's gonna get it done. Regardless if it's trading him, regardless if it's if it's if it's catering to, to Zion and getting him to come, whatever it is. I got I got I feel good about him being in control of that because a lot of players respect him. I worked on him with a couple of shows and the and the way he looks at the game. It's close to how players think, and those type of guys have a lot of success. Okay, so the loser last night was not the Knicks. It was tanking. Mm -hmm. uh, the teams that tanked, now New York only dropped to third, but there's a big gap between third and Zion. So I'm not a fan of tanking. Do you like tanking? I, how do you tank? I don't know. I've never – I've, I've always asked people, how do you tank? I don't know how to lose. I was never taught that. <laughs> so it, 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 I, I can never show up in any game, any event, and lose on purpose because I don't know how. I only know how to compete and, and to do my best. But they would sit you. They'd say, Stephen, <clears throat> you're not going to play tonight. I, I couldn't be on that team because I'm going straight to the media. I want to be out here. I don't want to be on a team that's teaching losing. Like, you bringing young guys in there saying we're going to automatically lose? Like, what are you paying me for? I want to earn my money. I wouldn't want to be in that situation. I would be a nuisance. I would be a problem because I'm going to go public with it. I couldn't be a part of nothing like that. So you, I mean, you never were on a team that even for a short term tried to lose a few games to get a better pick? No. No, never. I'm, I'm no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I was able to, I, I played with some some crazy guys that were like-minded like me, and I don't think they would be on a, a part of a team that's tanking either. The, the guys that I played with in my career, no. So listen, Warriors are now 31-4 and four without KD. That's hard to argue. Is, you can't argue that. When Steph plays, KD doesn't. They're 31-4. and four. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're falling off a cliff if KD goes to the Knicks. No, they're not falling off the cliff, but they're, it's a difference between being the championship team and guaranteed winning the championship. It's a big difference. With KD, they're guaranteed to win a championship. Without him, they're a championship team. They're still good. They're still threats. They have two of the best shooters ever of all time. So they're going to be good, and they can add players. You know, Draymond is still a Hall of Famer. You know, Iggy's going to be a Hall of Famer. A lot of people don't think so, but I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But not having KD, it, it, it definitely takes a lot away from that team. They're dangerous. He, you give the ball to KD in the fourth quarter, as you've seen in the last two finals, and he, the game is guaranteed. He ices the game. And Steph can do that too. Steph averages 35 points without KD and 18 with KD on the court. So it's a big difference. But at the same time, you need KD. Ain't no question about that. Anybody saying they don't need KD, they don't know basketball. They need KD. 31-4. and four. They can I, win regular season games, but not championships. Well, they did one one without him. Yep, they did. That was five years ago. They're not the same team. Well, they don't have the bench. I, I will argue this, though. Mid-level exceptions. Right. You know, a Brooke Lopez kind of player. A lot of guys, I think a lot of guys want to play with Stephen Clay. It's fun guys. I to, would. I was going to say, I can find a lot of good, smart veterans who play defense, who are smart, who can come in. They're, C, they're at the end of their career. They're like a C-plus player. And they play B level with them. Like I don't think if KD leaves, aren't they the favorites to win it all next year? If if when when Steph Steph was my rookie, but when he was there, they they got rid of Baron, Jason Richardson, Al. Yeah. So I wanted to get traded then. But if I was on that team where we had Clay 
Steph, Draymond, there's no way I would leave that team. If it's not broke, don't fix it. If I was KD, I would stay there. But like you said, they'll still be one of the top teams in the West without KD. I just don't know about championship. Uh, by the way, um, so I said this about Zion. There's a magnetic quality about him. Mm-hmm. In, I could make an argument. Last 40 years, the players with the most magnetism are Michael Magic, Shaq, Steph, and LeBron. Not mm-hmm. just good players. Mm-hmm. They, they Pied Piper. You want to play with them? You dress like them. Mm-hmm. They change style. Mm-hmm. They change the way you thought. The way They talk politics. There was an it. Kawhi Leonard's talented. Doesn't pass, doesn't talk, and no magnetism. <laughs> okay, when I watch Zion, he fits in that group. Yeah. I know everybody loves AD. Not an alpha. Mm-mm. Nobody's following him. Like, Mm-mm. I think this is something. I said this yesterday. If today I could trade Kawhi for Zion the pick, I'm like, again, tell me who Kawhi makes better. Who are his friends? He doesn't have an agent. <laughs> He's on an island, man. It's 2020. Like, Zion, I mean, if you could play, wouldn't it be fun to play with Zion? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love to, but I think the situation Kawhi is at right now, he don't. I don't think he's going to be in Toronto next year. I think this year was the year for him to prove himself, to get that big money, and uh, and get a situation where he can come back home with Kawhi. But I think any player should want to play with Zion. This kid is going to be great. He's going to be one of the top players in this league. Um, I think the first time he dunk on somebody and make an example out of somebody in the game, his name going to go through the roof and guys, guys going to start being attracted to him. But as of now, he still has a lot to prove as far as his game. All, all, the only thing we know right now, he's super athletic. Steven, and, how and, much do you weigh? I weigh 235. Okay, he's 285. I know, and I'll never even jump nowhere close as high as he can. I mean, he if he dunks on an NBA veteran – this league is going to explode. Yes, like people I, I can't go- wait. I can't wait to see it. Absolutely not. Uh, and if you saw the reaction on Zion Williamson's face, mm. he doesn't want to be in New Orleans either. Mm. Skip, look, it's a foregone conclusion. AD will be dealt. There's too much damage that has been done. He's made it abundantly clear that he doesn't want to be there. The fans, I don't think, want him to be there. There's too much have to be mended in order for him to return. I think them getting the number one pick overall makes it even easier now because they do not they they feel now they have another Anthony Davis in waiting. Mm. We have a superstar, mm. so it makes it a lot easier for them to trade uh, uh, AD. And he wants to be, he's made <coughs> mm-hmm. it, he's like I'm a legacy guy. The money is unimportant. Skip he mm. he goes somewhere else. He's basically leaving sixty seventy million dollars on the table. A five year deal worth about two forty versus a four-year deal worth about 190. Okay. So that's 60, 70 million bucks mm-hmm. that he's going to leave on the table. Yep. He's willing to do that. Hmm. He's like, I don't have time for Zion to, de- to develop in order for me to get to where I want to be. AD, I think it's 26. Hmm. It normally takes about three years for these guys. If Zion is what you think, and many believe he is, mm-hmm. it's going to take him about three years. Mm-hmm. AD will be 29. AD says, I want to go play with an old 35-year-old. God is going to be 35 mm. in, uh, in mm. December. The old man? Yeah, no, well, I'll call it what you want to. <laughs> he said, but he proven. Mm. I know what he's going to give me on a nightly basis. Do you? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Old groin? He been giving Maybe, it to you. Yep. He just been giving you these yep. numbers since, for 16 years. Yep. Set your watch by it. 27, 8, and 8. You're 17. <laughs> you're 18. <laughs> Whatever, yep. Skip Bayless. Look, 
AD doesn't want to be there. I knew nothing was going to change. Now, I wish it could, because it could have been a lot easier for us had we got the number one overall mm -hmm. pick, and then I know the Pelicans would have been able to do business with us, mm -hmm. but we didn't. We got an old fourth pick. Mm. Might get another one because we might shuffle some players, and mm. we, got some, we got some nice pieces on the table mm -hmm. for them now, Skip. Mm. So I believe they're going to do a deal with us when it's all said and done. Really? But AD uh. is exiting stage. Exiting. Now. Really? Yep. Interesting. So, let me get this real straight here. <laughs> so, you're telling me that Anthony Davis will sit back today or tomorrow as it all sinks in, and he'll say, hmm, yeah, I still want out. I want to leave $70 million on the table in New Orleans to leave to play with an aging superstar for an organization run by Jeannie Buss and Linda Rambus, this sitcom of a snake pit that's going on with the Lakers, this comical mismanagement that's going on with what's left of the Lakers. I, I want to subject myself to that. And by the way, they would have to trade all their young key parts. No, not all of them. I don't know. We got draft picks. Oh. We got the four pick in the draft. Okay. Yeah. You heard the rumblings. They might be willing to move Lonzo Ball for seven. So you trying to tell me four, seven, and a young player? Okay, but remember, we got the leverage, as in New Orleans got all the leverage, because you you have made it clear you are desperate to get Anthony Davis next year in Los Angeles. Well, you guess what, Skip? You okay. can keep him. Okay. And guess what happened? He walks out your building and you get nothing. Okay, well, guess what? What if he walks back in our building and he says, hmm, interesting. I can now play with the, the newest, greatest sensation to hit this league since what? Michael Jordan? No nothing's, nothing's hit this league like this kid since Michael Jeffrey Jordan did. This isn't an and one tour. Okay. So all these highlight dunks and all yep. that other okay. stuff, it doesn't get me closer to winning okay. the title. All right. We have never seen a wrecking ball like Zion Williamson at whatever he is, 6'7", 285 pounds of supreme athletic ability and supreme explosion and supreme contagious energy that will infect all of his teammates, rub off on a nightly basis, and lift that franchise. And if, if we could, could we see that room last night when the news hit? Yes. The, the, the marketing team, the, the sales and marketing <laughs> team for the New Orleans Pelicans. Look at that. Okay, see that right there? Yeah. That's what's going to happen on a nightly basis inside Smoothie King Arena next year. It's going to be Mardi Gras every night in New Orleans. It's, every night will be Fat Tuesday night and in guess, that building. And guess who, you watch. And guess who had the exact opposite mm -hmm. reaction of that? Zion Williamson and his team. Mm. The exact opposite reaction of that? Okay, what did Zion say on ESPN last night? No, I've never been to New never Orleans. Let, let him take one little weekend trip to Bourbon Street and see how he it's likes it. It's a great place. Look, I love, Skip, I love New Orleans. Mm. The beignets and, mm. and the food is, ooh, mm. delicioso. Mm. But I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to, you know, build my career there. Okay. What have we said for years about the Mercedes Superdome? Yes. What have we said about Saints games? Mm -hmm. Loudest, craziest crowd in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. For years and years, it has been ranked as the number one home field advantage in the National Football League. Am I right about that? Great place. Okay. So why couldn't that be reinvented inside Smoothie King thanks to Zion? <clears throat> you don't think he's going to bring it every single night? Hold on. There's a difference between having a fan base that cheering you because you have a player that's entertaining 
and winning a championship. Yep. Anthony Davis is trying to win a championship. Mm. How does him dunking the basketball gets me close to winning a cha championship? Mm. What is he Magic Johnson? Because mm. you told me yesterday he wasn't Magic. Magic led a team to a title, but you mm. remember Kareem was the MVP Magic's rookie year. Mm. What do I love about this kid? He's got no huge diva ego. He was a point guard in high school who then sprouted up into that wrecking ball that he is now. He is unselfish to a fault. He will share it, and he knows how to pass it. Yeah. He made some fast-break passes, dropped some dimes last year. Where I said, he did that at that size? And, again, the explosion will translate immediately. He's got a man body that will translate to the NBA immediately. How does that get Anthony Davis closer to winning a title? Because he'll blend right in with Anthony Davis. And, by the way, there's another player named Julius Randle there who's a lot of got, – got a whole lot of Zion. Exactly. And he, he could decline – his oh, he's going to decline option. Okay, if he does, then he goes on the free agent market, and God bless him, he'll probably get a lot more. Yes. Okay, so all of a sudden, if they renounce Solomon Hill, that opens up a slot of at least $24 million that if you mixed and match, because you've got a shrewd operator now running the franchise in David Griffin, you could have 24 to $30 million that you could spend for, I don't know, could you squeeze in a Jimmy Butler, or could you just go get Kemba? Could you add Kimba to the mix? You got Drew Holiday. Okay. Drew Holiday is a shooting guard. He's okay. not the point guard. Okay. That's what Kimba is. Okay, well, how about two of them? I don't know how you get the exact point guard because I'm not sure he's available on the free agent Well, market. maybe you go, Ron Rondo. go there. Rondo. Rondo might go there. Rondo. Right? Well, he, he helped them. Right. He helped them sweep the Trailblazers right. a year ago. Right? So I think that would probably be better of a, a better point guard situation than, say, Kimba. Because okay. a lot of these point guards, you know, they're masquerading okay. at point. But, but whatever. All of a sudden, you'd start having – a force in the Western Conference if you had AD and Zion and you add another that was star. Your huh? you, you know what? I see. I see. I, I'm not I'm, doing it. You add another star and you've got an all star in Drew Holiday. I see. What wait you're a second. Doing. You're saying, wait a second. I see if what you're KD doing. If KD does leave Golden State, then all of a sudden is New Orleans a contender? See, yes. Yeah, see what New you, Orleans is a contender. Skip Bayless. You and, and AD saying, why would I leave this? And he's plus $70 million. He gets to stay, quote, unquote, home for money $70 came, million. I thought you told me money came by happening. It would be much more exciting at Smoothie King than it will be at State. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I see what you're trying uh, to do, Skill Bates. I'm not I, trying to do anything. Started, I'm just spitting no, no, facts no. back Once you started talking, it became abundantly clear to me. Uh, it became crystal clear to yeah. me. You don't want AD in L.A. because care. the thought of LeBron James winning another title I just don't <gasps> think AD's all that. I think AD needs Zion. Well, yeah, well, if he's not all that, why you want him to stay with Zion? Well, he's I'm not sure. all that. Let him go to the Lakers. Okay. Well, I think Zion would emerge as the star of the Pelicans Stop with it, AD. Stop it. I do. See, Skip, why you do that? Well, I'm you were doing you. so good. Oh, I, I was doing great. No, but then you <laughs> ruined it. Okay, let's do the flip side of what you want to see happen. So if you're David Griffin and you sit back and say they are begging for Anthony Davis, and let's just – do the hypothetical that he does still want out, which I am not sold on at I'm all. Sold. I am not I'm sold. I'm 100% sold. So David Griffin says, okay, thank you very much. I'll take Lonzo because I need a point guard. No, no, no. And we I'll take, him. huh? We, okay. You, we we'll take you. him. We'll take him. Lonzo, the yeah. fourth pick. Yeah. Okay, wait a second. We want Kuzma. We want Brandon Ingram. And we want the fourth pick. We kick rocks. Okay. Kick rocks. You want Anthony Davis. You want him so badly you can taste it over there. First of all, here's the thing, Skip. The market is dwindling. 
Because here's it, here's the thing. Why would I sign Anthony Davis when I know he's going to walk at the end of the year? Mm. I've given up all this, and he signed. So if you trade him somewhere else other than the Lakers, mm. Boston, how appealing is Boston if Kyrie dips? Okay. Is that appealing? Okay. So you, your market is drawing up. Okay, but does he have a no-trade clause? No. Can he dictate where he wants to no. go? I don't know. He has one year after this is over. Mm. So if you want a one-year rental? Okay. All right. I don't want to be see. I don't want to be Cinderella. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're going to be. You're going to be renting for a year, and he's going to dip mm -hmm. if it's not the place he wants to be. Mm -hmm. So you might as well still, look, Skip, swallow your pride. Mm -hmm. That's what got Dale Dempsey up out of there. Mm -hmm. Got greedy. Yeah. So just imagine, you could have had all these pieces, and you still and you had uh, Zion. Well, I do like this plan B for New Orleans, because if you get Lonzo, Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, and the fourth pick, I don't know. How about Vanderbilt's Darius Garland? No. Vanderbilt is a basketball uh, factory. Every whatever. time we every time we look up NFL draft or NBA yeah, no, draft, no, no, we're no, talking no, no, about another no, Vanderbilt no. player. How can that be? Do you know who Darius Garland is? You probably don't. No. But it looks like he's going to be the fourth pick in the draft. So, again, could New Orleans add him? He's more of a Kyrie. How, he's he's like a young Kyrie. Well, how, he's not a pure point. How good is he if they didn't win any games in the SEC? Well, he got hurt. He See, that was the problem. Oh, so what? what so, oh, hurt. You talking about? Hold on. How old is he? Mm. And he already getting hurt. Well, he had and you complain. You complain about? They say he's one hundred percent now. But you complained about my guy mm. that's mm. played sixteen years, eight straight finals, Olympics sprinkled in there, and he had a little minor injury that cost him six weeks. And you're talking about Six her. weeks? Yeah, that's what it cost him. Six, six weeks. weeks? Six weeks. It should have cost him six games. Your guy missed the entire, your guy huh? missed half the season. He had nothing but pain, 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 said his <laughs> physical therapist. But anyway, <laughs> anyway yeah. Skip. You know and what? You could sell AD. You, you've got a physical therapist in Beverly Hills that he can go to, <laughs> and she'll cover for him. And Whatever, Skip. Yeah, it's great. It's, as simple as this. Yeah. Anthony Davis has made it abundantly clear hmm. to all that will have listened. You remember how he showed up? If you if you don't, Skip, you remember we talked about it. Hmm. He had a shirt on his last home game. What did the shirt say? Well, that's all, folks. That's all, mm -hmm. folks. Mm. That doesn't sound me sound to me like a guy that wants to be in New Orleans. Yeah, this hasn't changed his demands. And look, when you're a superstar of AD's stature, you don't change based on a rookie, a draft pick, that we don't know what he's going to be as much as we like him. This is about a big market. Let's face mm. it. Like, okay. that's what this is about. This isn't... The, the team, they lost right, Rajon Rondo. Outside of that, they essentially had the same team that swept the current Western Conference finalist, Portland Trailblazers, Because Boogie year. was on the team And Boogie was year, out, though. But he was out. Right, he was gone correct. for the playoffs. So they swept him. So, mm -hmm. and... The organization wasn't that well run before. Now you got a solid GM in David Griffin, okay? This is about a big market. So, if AD can get to the Lakers with LeBron or still the Knicks to play with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, that's a good look. Fine, that wouldn't be a mistake. Outside of those two, though, I do think AD should reconsider this isn't a bad situation. You got Zion, you got Drew Holiday, you got some other pieces around them. And if Julius Randle opts out, which he probably will, he's only going to make $9 million, had a very good year, and you wave and stretch a Solomon Hill, you could have $24 million to play with that helps you do a trade or get another player. Mike Conley's going to be on the market. Yep, because, because they're Memphis gonna is going to draft Right. Man. So if you can get a uh, Mike Conley to play with a Drew Holiday, A.D., and Zion, 
That's not a bad look if he can stomach staying in the small market of New Orleans. I think it would be a bad, what you're describing, would be a bad move for New Orleans. I think it would be making the mistake they made with Anthony Davis with Zion Williamson which is not having the long view of it, which is not looking at we have a generational transcendent talent. Let's let's try to build this the right way. What they, The ability the Pelicans have since the Lakers jumped all the way up to number four, so you get the fourth pick, get one or two previous number two overall picks in Ingram and or Ball or Ball mm -hmm. and or Ingram, depending on how you want to look at it, and have immediately a young core of blue chippers Zion's a blue chipper. The number four pick be a blue chipper. And those two guys in their draft classes were blue chippers. And for Anthony Davis's side of things, he going into year eight. He's won five playoff games. Not series, games. Won one series ever, the one you're talking about. It is not about building something. It is about going somewhere where you can contend immediately. The team you're talking about, it'd be interesting, but Conley's clearly on the downside. Drew Holiday's not get, going to be better than he is right now, and the timelines to me don't match up. And but so, he, how old is Davis? 25. Andy Davis is 26 years old. 26. Just finished year seven. He's 26 years old. So no, Davis, I think is he is. He's still young enough where if those pieces could come together. And I'm with you again. If you can get to LA to play with LeBron, do it. If you can get to New York and play with KD, do it. But at some point. You mentioned five playoff wins. He's got to take some responsibility for that, of right? Of course. If you're that good. Yeah, I'm going to take some responsibility, but I'm going to get someone else to fight with me. So I don't. it doesn't make any sense for him to stay in New Orleans. I think that they should rebuild New Orleans around Zion. And right now, the NBA, it don't stand for the Young Boys Association, man. All right? Like, these is <laughs> grown men in the playoff. All right? Now, you can do what you want 82 games. Yes, but in the playoffs, if Anthony Davis is going to change his legacy, it's going to happen in the playoffs. This year, how many games AD played, Nick? What he played? What he played? 40, 47. Didn't he get 25 and 12? Yeah. And people don't even care. Right. All right. So he needs. A, it's about a market, but it's also about in these big markets you can win. KD is potentially going to be in New York. LeBron is already in Los Angeles. Why would I try to play in the Western Conference with a young superstar who, that was me six, seven years ago. I was the number one pick. And what did they put around me? I feel more secure that David Griffith is going to put more around me because he looks at himself, if Zion is Anthony Davis in seven years, would you be happy? Of course. Right. Of course. No question but about I, it. I get, again, I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you guys as far as L.A. and New York, but it's not a terrible situation. Denver is young. Denver was, what, the youngest team in the league? They Look at how far they Denver went. averaging 25 uh, on the roster to the fourth youngest team in the NBA currently. Right. Yes. Right. Youngest team in the playoffs. Youngest team in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just saying, it can happen. They got one young guy in Zion. Drew Holiday's a veteran. Obviously, AD. If you can get, you know, some other type of trade. Like, I'm just saying the situation with a good oh, GM is not horrible. better. By, right. By, by lucking into they thought they were going to have to trade Anthony Davis to get Zion. Now they have Zion without trading Anthony Davis. I understand that, of course, <laughs> it got far better for New Orleans. But if you are Anthony Davis and you are saying, and for New Orleans' side of things, you're talking about a lot of it could be. For, 
David Griffin, I think, is too smart to roll the dice because Davis isn't going to sign and, and an let extension. Davis stay right. And then what if it doesn't go well? Yeah, what I if agree. the people? I, I think Zion's going to be a 20 and 10 guy instantly. I've been wrong before. What if all the concerns about Zion, about his weight, about his height, about his lack of a jump shot, their rookie year, they all come true. Mm -hmm. And it's then Anthony Davis walks out the door for nothing, right. and you have stunted the growth of your young, new generational talent. A small little thing. If the skill set was different, if Zion was a smaller, a guy who could shoot lights out and had the same rep, and he wasn't a post player, I think Anthony Davis should consider staying. But now you're talking about a guy who right guy. now, I mean, his jump shot is not broken like Ben Simmons. It's fixable. Like, and right now he's got enough confidence he's going to take those in NBA games. But because of the position and the style, man, he's got to be able to move on. And these opportunities to be able to play in New York or Los Angeles, in Los Angeles with those iconic players, that's once in a lifetime. Well, stuff. the key there is that AD doesn't want to stay in New Orleans. He's already made it very clear he wants to go to the Lakers. And the Lakers, so he's talking about luck. They really lucked into getting that fourth spot. And suddenly they become far more valuable if they're going to trade with New Orleans. Do you think that happens? For the Lakers, it depends on what New Orleans thinks of the fourth pick, Cam Reddish. Dude, and there are some scouts that have Cam Reddish as the better than R.J. Barrett, you know, in the NBA. Yeah, potentially. This might be a minority, but there are a lot of guys like Cam Reddish. If David Griffin and his staff like Cam Reddish as much as they like an R.J. Barrett, then that drastically improves the or Lakers' Or the kids chances. from Vanderbilt, Darius. Yeah, it, the, it, the point guard. I mean, but yeah, if whoever the fourth pick is, mm -hmm. if there's a, a lot of people think this is a top three draft and then a huge gap between the rest of the guys. If New Orleans doesn't believe that and they think they can get a blue chipper at four, then that improves the Lakers' chances. But all things being equal, David Griffin's going to try to send Anthony Davis to the East. So that's going to work against the Lakers. Then you got Brandon Ingram with the blood clots. And the I know Brandon it's not Ingram as bad blood in the clots arm. Is, is a big stumbling block. But right. by, any by any metric, the Lakers jumping from 11 to 4 was an enormous. They were the second biggest winner last night behind New Orleans. Yes. The Lakers defying the odds going yep. all the way to four to where that pick now, it's it's better than anything Boston has to offer. It is only one spot behind what the Knicks have to offer, and the Lakers' young players are better than the Knicks' young players. Like, they, the Lakers were huge winners last night. Rob Belinka said, yeah, we'll look at the young players. We will also look to see what value that pick has on the market. What I didn't already know, that this was a great team before KD got there. Mm -hmm. um, KD makes them virtually unbeatable in a seven-game series. Can someone beat them in one game? Yeah. They lost, what, Skip, seven, eight games at home this year by at least 20 points? That's one time. But to beat this team, you have to beat them four times over the course of two weeks. And what makes me so upset, and I think this is what gets in the, the crawl of Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay, they make it seem as if that KD joined a team that had won 40 games the year before, and he put them over the top. No, this team had already gone to two NBA Finals. They had won one. The year KD joined them, they had just come off a 73-9 season. Steph Curry was the unanimous MVP in which he was a 50-40-90. He shot 50% from the field, 40% from the three, and 90% from the free throw line, mm -hmm. he averaged 30 points a game. KD joined that. Mm -hmm. So KD didn't, KD made them unbeatable. Yep. And Skip is like, Golden, it was like Golden State was here. 
and the rest of the league, Cleveland, everybody else was right there. Mm-hmm. KD joined. This is what he did. You see how the gap opened up? Mm. And that's what happened. You can be the second fastest man in the world when Usain Bolt was in his prime, but he was so far ahead of you. Mm. The second best teams, they're good teams. Don't take anything, don't discount them. Mm. But Kevin Durant makes them unbeatable. But this is what we do know. This is not conjecture. This is not innuendo. This is not speculation. In the last 29 games in which Steph Curry has played and Kevin Durant has not, they're 28 and 1. Mm. That's interesting. Yep. Now, all I need, I'm trying to, somebody keeps telling me in my ear and every chance he gets, sometimes Jenny, he'll stop by and stick his head in the door. KD, the best player in the world. Ali, whoa, whoa, get out of my room. Fiction. Yeah, Total fiction. Stick your head, stick your head in the door. You know, I said that. Never has happened one time. Stick your head in the door. Fiction. Absolute fiction. So, <laughs> I'm just trying to, I want someone to help me understand. I'm not so sure in 16 years in games in which LeBron James hasn't played if his teams have won 28 total games mm. without him on the court. Mm. But as the best player in the world and your team goes 28 and 1, it just goes to show you the firepower and the repertory mm. that they do have. Mm. And so, in order to beat this team, you best be on your best behavior. Mm. And uh, the Blazers were not. Um, Dame, CJ, Play terrible. Skip, yeah. They had four turnovers in games in Sunday, game seven. Dame had seven by himself, 21 total turnovers. They made 11 combined field goals. Mm. Unless mm. both of these guys play well, they're going to get swept. Mm. Because the Warriors can see, the Warriors, can, one of their guys can have an off when you got KD, because then KD will go get you 50. Or Steph and, and KD can be off, and Clay can go get you 40. Mm. But in this situation, Warriors, I mean, mm-hmm. Warriors. Blazers, if you want to have a chance, your two best players mm-hmm. must play well, mm-hmm. and then you get that third guy, mm-hmm. Rodney Hood, chipped in, gave him some bench points. That's what they're going to need. But mm-hmm. I didn't learn anything because I already mm-hmm. knew Golden State was a great team, and they're out to prove it. Mm-hmm. Again, I got to get a new TV, but I learned a lot else? from last night. I learned one key takeaway, and that is that the Portland Trailblazers have only one hope one chance and only one, and that is if Kevin Durant returns. That's their only hope. What? And again, it is insane for me to say on paper Golden State is better without the best player on the planet because he is clearly the best player on the planet. And we got to have a new rule on the show. We cannot bring up the guy who's no longer in the playoffs. I didn't, didn't say, even make the playoffs. I didn't say anything right. about him. The best player on the planet is hurt right now, and it was the best thing that could have ever happened to this Golden State team because I'm not talking about on paper. I'm talking about on the court in real life. Everything has changed. When he went out, this team flipped the 73-9 and switch that they desperately needed to flip, and that is the ball is moving. Last night, it's moving with this crazy electric beauty that we haven't seen since 73-9, and Mm -hmm. right? There is no more Kevin Durant, dribble, 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 clear one side of the floor, ISO KD, right? Did you Mm -hmm. see any of that last night? No, you couldn't because he didn't play. And what did we see? We saw Steph and Clay running like banshees off screen after screen after screen after screen after screen, screen, getting open shot off after shot. They've got green lights again for the first time since Kevin, since Draymond called KD and said, please come and save us, right? Yes, yes. And Kevin Durant did save them in two straight finals. He was the finals MVP. But this team clearly got sick and tired of hearing that it was only going to go as far as Kevin Durant would carry them, right? I would agree. This team got sick and tired of hearing that 
Kevin Durant is going to leave them for dead next year. Mm -hmm. that, that's how it came across. And all of a sudden, unbeknownst to it just fate, it's the injury gods, intervened. Kevin Durant pulls his calf muscle, and he's gone for X number of games, and all of a sudden they said, watch this. They are playing with urgency and energy I haven't seen all year long from them, especially at home. And they came out from jump, from the opening tip. They bullied the Portland Trailblazers last night. I tweeted two minutes into the game, Portland looks scared, like the stage is just way too big, even for those two, quote-unquote, stars in sure. the backcourt. They shrank last night. They were night. tired, Skip. They were tired. They, yeah. they were not tired. Game seven. They, they, they had 21 turnovers last night. That's eyesore horrendously bad. Yes. And the point was, I, I, I watched them. They were slow, and they were soft last night. I started calling them on Twitter. They're the snail blazers. And then <laughs> after a while, it dawned on me, no, they're the frail blazers. I they're the that. snail blazers and the, the frail blazers <laughs> because they are just getting beat up and bullied by the front-running, globe-trotting Steph and Clay. <laughs> and, and it was embarrassing to me that those two, quote-unquote, stars for the other team, once again, we, we're seeing poor men's James Harden's because neither Dame or CJ has ever been great in the postseason. Too often, they have shrunk. Too often, they have disappeared in the postseason. We, again, they had one great, you know, again, the breakout series for Damian Lillard was against Russell Westbrook. Yeah, okay. Somehow, Russell pushed his button, and he just rose and shone above him, and he waved him goodbye. Right. Where was where was goodbye last night? It may have been to Portland. Well, I mean, well, he, he could have been waving oh, bye no. to himself, well, Skip, right? He played, he played well against the Nuggets. But to your point, but did, you did he? Did, did you see Game Seven? No, no. Where, no, no, where, no. where was Damian in Game Seven? No, no, no. That's Game Seven. But Game Six, okay. Because in order to get to a Game Seven, he had 32. CJ okay. had, had uh, 30. Okay. So in order to get to a Game if, Seven, if CJ had not happened in Game Seven, what oh, would we go, be watching? We'd be watching the Denver Nuggets right now, right? But okay, CJ, too often in the postseason, as great as he can be from game to game in the regular season, CJ stands for can't justify in the postseason. CJ, can't justify, <laughs> right? Because he's just not that guy. I'm you not feel, sure either one of these guys. You're feeling good. I, well, I'm you're just, feeling good today. I, I, I'm just telling you what I saw last night. It was stunning to my eye, and I'm not going to give them tired. I, I've seen teams come out of a hard-fought series. They're on fire. Just their momentum, while the other team has a little rest-rust going on. But we've never seen another team that has so much to prove. That's, because we have of not. Hope. They ran into that buzz right. last night. And, Skip, you know, sometimes you like, like – What's happened, I look at Steph as a great white. He's got this taste of blood in his mouth now. The second half. He doesn't look like a great white. Yeah, he doesn't. But, yeah, that's uh, he. And he, when you look at a great white, he's just swimming around. He's just so, ooh. And the but next you thing. you can't see his teeth. Yeah. 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 But, and now he's got that taste. He's like, oh, okay. You know what? I'm a bum. That's what y'all, well, not that. But y'all don't think I'm any good. Mm. Y'all forget, I'm the last guy in the NBA that won back-to-back -back MVPs. I'm that guy. So you, you know what? Y'all keep on bumping them, talking about KD this and KD that. And KD is historically great. But they forget about that little guy right mm -hmm. there because he's giving it to folks right now. Mm. But let me tell you something, uh, 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 Terry mm -hmm. Stotts. Ennis Canner, I don't know if you noticed this, but when Kevon Looney sprints to the top of the key at the three-point line, he's not doing that to roll to the basket so Steph can dump it down to him. He's going to pick the guy that's guarding Steph so Steph can launch a 28-foot three-point shot. Yep. So you can stand up under the basket and get it out the net if you like. Okay. But if it was me, I'm going to meet him at that point 
to contest that. Do you remember what Billy Donovan was seen to be mouthing on the bench one night mm. in Oklahoma City when Cantor played for the Thunder? Yeah. I can't play Cantor right. because he, he doesn't defend. Right. I think he's defended at a much higher level this year for Portland right. than I've ever seen him. But when you ask him to go do that, I don't know. He's going to have to, Skip, and, because and, that's all Kevon okay, Looney and Bogan okay, are doing. To Terry Stott's point, is if, if you don't fight through picks and try got to, to get physical to. and try to. to rough up Steph and yes. rough up Clay a yes. little bit, yes. they're just going to green light, start shooting it and stroking it. And, and again, do, do you realize what happened in the fourth quarter last night? Because I'm going to remind everybody, <laughs> despite 18 turnovers for Portland through the first three quarters, that's a lot of turnovers. Mm -hmm. What they're was right the there. score after three quarters? They're, right there. they're six points down. Yep. So it's still a basketball game yep. at that point. What's the score of the fourth quarter? It's 39 to 23. And what happened? Well, Dame and CJ did not happen because right. Dame took two shots and CJ took one shot in the fourth quarter. You can't do that. No. If you're those two guys, yeah. this is on a platter for you to say, okay, here we go. Watch this. And the biggest right? thing, Skip, about, about these two guys is that you got to make those guys work. Okay. Early on, Eric Gordon. And those guys they were did. making Steph Curry work. I agree. Well, if you don't make him work and you let him have his legs, okay. well, he, this is what he's going to do to you. Okay. And yet, if you look at the box score, I got it right here. What happened for Golden State in the fourth quarter as they ran away 39 to 23? Steph didn't happen. Mm -hmm. He scored a grand total of three points in the fourth quarter. Clay happened. Yep. Yes. Clay had made four yeah. out of five shots and two threes, and it went boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, or he, right? yeah, or he can heat up. Yeah. And that's what makes them so, Skip, and the thing is, you, you see a guy, like somebody get a rebound, and Clay and Steph are sprinting to the three-point line. Yep. And the guys are looking to get picks. Mm -hmm. So you better anticipate that pick is coming. Fight over it. Cantor, your bigs, uh, 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 Aminu, if you think those guys are going to the top so they can roll to the basket and dunk it or lay it in, they're not. They're sitting picks for those marksmen you better get out there or you're going to take it out the net. Mm. That's your option. I I'm with you. It it it's starting to smell sweepish to me. <laughs> well, that's the fear, yeah, right? I know. It didn't look Yeah. That promising. that felt sweepish. In this in this series with no KD and yep. KD they if things are going well, they might rest KD as you know long what? as they possibly can. Hey, if it keeps going like this, if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm saying, "Hey big fella, just just cool out. Take your time." They got no yeah. chance if if uh CJ and Dane can't offset their backcourt, they can't be. Okay, but, but look, if they announce today, oh, Kevin's okay, he's going to come back for game two, Either. you don't think that'll gum up the works a little bit? You're going to have to readjust how you play basketball. All of a sudden, it would give Portland a chance just on the, the, the new chemistry that you have to reachieve. If Golden State goes up 2-0, I believe the earliest you'd see Kevin Durant is game four. Really? That's the earliest. If they go up 2-0, the yeah. earliest I believe you'll see Kevin Durant is, is game four. When it's three to nothing? Th yeah. Uh, well, well, it might be 2-1. Okay. But I'm saying I don't see them play. I don't see him playing before then. Skip, you don't want to aggravate it and have it flare back up. Yeah. You give him an extra game. You give him an extra 70, uh, you know, 24, 48 hours mm. if you can. Huh. So if they go up 2-0, Kevin Durant's not. I don't believe we Kevin Durant will be back it. before game four. I'm not convinced. And, and I listened to Charles Barkley afterwards say that the series is over. Milwaukee's the best team. I, I think I, – I just don't expect Brooke Lopez to have another 29-point game, and I don't expect the whole Toronto team besides Kyle Lowry 
to disappear in another quarter like that. Oh, it's not over. Uh, it gave me confidence. I, I thought that Toronto was going to lose the series going into it. Watched them in game one and started to have renewed confidence in them. Uh, they did waste a game from Kyle Lowry, especially a game yeah. one. Man. <laughs> Man. Kyle Lowry, this playoff, uh, this playoff season, zero points in game one, first series, nine in the second. Do you get 30? I know you was like, Cat, I hope Cat ain't right, because I just said, said Kyle that. come live. Yeah. It's going to be a problem. We laughed at you, too. But who expected Lopez to go out there and do that? Nobody. 29 no. points when you talk about a guy who was... He averaged five last he series. scoreless his last game. So they... He wasn't even in the game plan defensively. Like, oh, let him go. And he went off. So I think this is going to be a real series. We probably see seven out of this. You can't expect a seven-footer that has a house on Disney a uh, lot to come for 30 every game in the playoffs. I'm sorry. That's the last thing I was expecting. Yeah, La La Land. Last thing I was expecting. His brother like Godzilla, so I don't, I'm not, I don't know what they got going on. Two big kids. But for Kawhi, for the most part, you have to, you have to trust your teammates. He had so much success in the last series, even though... He had success. His shooting percentage was terrible. terrible. You can't shoot 37 shots like he did in game seven. 39. 39 and you have 41 points. Right. Like, that's terrible. Yeah. He has to trust his teammates. I think the biggest thing last night was Giannis trusted his teammates. Kawhi had a lot of plays where he had Danny Green open. He had other guys open that they needed to make shots. He didn't pass the ball. They ended up being turnovers or they ended up getting blocked. Giannis made the right passes all night. Now, when, when Lowry gets 30 points, it's kind of scary now because mm -hmm. they should win when he play like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. But the only thing that the only, the only room I'm giving them is they can come back and win because Giannis said before game one, there's no way we're going to lose this game one at our place like we did against Boston and win this series. So they was focused on game one. They might lose a little bit focused game two. Yeah, and, and, and you know, there's a couple of different things. For me, Kawhi not playing consistently during the regular season, I think it's showing is it affecting him and his team Fatigue. down in the postseason? Because they're, they're force-feeding him offensively, and he's already amazing on defense. But when, like Steven, like you said, when you're shooting 39 times in one game and 26 times, that's not who Kawhi Leonard is. So I think, like you said, Steven, he needs to make his teammates better. Mm -hmm. When you get a game that you get from Kyle Lowry, 30 points, you should win the game on the road. Easy. But I, I like your point, Catino, about he's not prepared for this playoff role no. because he didn't put the work in in the regular season. He didn't. He he hasn't played. He hasn't played a consistent ten games straight in the regular season. So when you're playing in the playoffs, it's more physical. Yeah. You're traveling. The team loads up on you more. The, um, the opposing team loads up on you more. And then now you're taking volume shots. His conditioning and the way he's the, his outlook in the game is totally different from. A regular season to come to the playoffs. So that's what it's showing to me. So if he doesn't adjust like Giannis did against Boston the first game when he had the scheme when Boston walled him in, if he doesn't adjust, it's going to be an early season series for them. Each round and each round changes. You know, each round teams do different things. Yep. First round, everybody on Toronto team was able to get off. Yep. Second round, it was only Kawhi. They locked everything else. Well, now you have to use your whole team. This is the Western Conference Finals. I mean, East Conference Finals. So you have to lock in and use your whole team. You have That's the only way you win these games. And he was more one-on-one -on -one against and Philly Bud know that. than he is against... Budden knows, knows, knows him better than anybody. He coached him in San Antonio. So he know Kawhi want to come in here and shoot all the balls and be super aggressive. We're going to let him do that and take away... Or maybe, he's say, or maybe he's saying, I'll let you go. Maybe he's saying, I know you so well, I dare you to pass that ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking about a physical conditioning. Maybe you're not ready for this moment in terms of uh, your lung capacity and you're getting fatigued. How about mental conditioning and the fact that, one, this exactly. is not the model I play 
under, and now you're asking me to right. play it, and you know why I'm accepting that baton and that responsibility? This is why I'm here. Right. The Rosen's gone. Mm -hmm. I'm here for this moment to lead this team beyond yeah. right. what the expectations have been in the past, right? right? So maybe Kawhi's just taking on too much, which is just caving into the pressure. He should just go back to his model. Kyle Lowry shows up like that, maybe they'll have a better situation. But Marcellus, mm -hmm. in football, we always say fatigue makes coward. Of all men. <laughs> and so, yeah. Of so, all men. And, and, and again, I'm not calling Kawhi a coward by right. any stretch. Right, right. But he was tired. Mm -hmm. And right. in the fourth quarter, gave them nothing. <laughs> they went all. into that fourth quarter with a seven-point lead. Right. Kyle Lowry put in work in the fourth quarter as well. I think five or seven from the field. If they had gotten anything from Just Kawhi, a little bit. two points and no field goals from Kawhi. Lee. And look, they and, and when it was about a minute and a half to go, they were only down one. Mm -hmm. They were only a possession or two away, but he just didn't have it. And we've been through this situation before. I'm pretty sure you've been through this situation yeah. where you need that one tackle or we need that free throw. And you're like, you know what? I didn't give you yeah. <laughs> the first, second, and third. I am gone. Check and engine light. I've on. seen the Kim Olajuwon with the oxygen mask on in Denver. <laughs> I ain't got no more, young fella. But, hey, but <laughs> at, at the end of the on. game, had, Danny Green had a big turnover. And I know why oh, Danny... Oh, that was horrible. And, and, but you know why he had that turnover? Because he didn't touch the ball all game. Mm -hmm. So now you're giving the ball... Well, they, we, we call it the, uh, the, uh, the, the grenade. They throw him the grenade, yeah, yeah. five, four, three, two, one. He try to make a play. I know exactly what you're talking about. the crucial part of a game, and he gets left picked. Side. Yeah. Yes, they advanced he... the ball to him. Yes. And I said that was a wrong move. And they no missed him. They missed him four or five times before that. But I think that. it's a wrong move because situational basketball, you control the ball, I control the ball in our career. Danny Green is not that guy. A ball guy. handler, exactly. It's not a ball handler. For, for them to give him the ball, that was a mental brain fart, whoever gave him the ball. But he was yeah. trying to make a play and do something he doesn't normally do because he wasn't touching the ball. They missed him all up. He's a yep. three-point shooter. Yep. He was open four or five times before that play, if you look and at Kawhi it. When he got the ball, he tried to do something that he wasn't normally that he doesn't normally do, and he turned the ball over in a big part of the game.